0: morning. <laughs> As a bunch of people already said, welcome, but it just feels like a natural thing to do when you get up here. Welcome. We're excited uh, to be worshiping together and boiling together this morning. This is, if you're new to faith this year, this is summer at faith. So bring your water. (laughs) And in all seriousness, if you do get hot or overwhelmed, head to the back and get a drink because it will get pretty hot in here. Um, But again, my name is Jordan. I am part of the team here at Faith, and we're going to take a couple minutes and shift gears. And, you know, we were just worshiping God through song, and now we're going to worship here by him by allowing him to speak to us through his word and I believe, like God speaks to us in many ways, and this is just kind of one of the ways that um, we just have to open our ears to hear. So, to start this morning, um, I'm going to read from the book of Psalm. It's Psalm 91, and where we're reading the whole song, Psalm. Why don't we do a little throwback and all stand together, and I will read Psalm 91, just to honor the Word of the Lord. Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High will be in the shadow of the all-powerful. I will say to the Lord, you are my safe and strong place, my God in whom I trust. For it is he who takes you away from the trap and from the killing sickness. He will cover you with his wings, and under his wings you will be safe. He is faithful like a safe covering and a strong wall. You will not be afraid of trouble at night or of the arrow that flies by day. You will not be afraid of sickness that walks in darkness or of the troubles that destroys at noon. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look on with your eyes and see how the sinful are, are punished because you have made the Lord your safe place and the most high place where you live. Nothing will hurt you. No trouble will come near your tent." "'For he will tell his angels to care for you "'and keep you in your ways. "'They will hold you up in their hands "'so your foot will not hit against the stone. "'You will walk upon the lion and the snake. "'You will crush under your feet the young lion and that snake. "'Because he has loved me, I will bring him out of trouble. "'I will set him in a safe place on high "'because he has known my name.'" He will call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will take him out of trouble and honor him. I will please him with a long life, and I will show him my saving power. So, Lord, we thank you for your word today. We, uh, we ask to just hear your voice through it today. God, we love you. We honor you in your word. Speak to us this morning, Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Walking in the shadow. So whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. That's kind of what I want to focus on today. And we've been having some pretty incredible weather the last couple of weeks. And if you're like me, when the good weather comes, you feel this this, n- n- <laughs> this feeling of you have to take advantage of it. Like you, you can't sit inside when the weather is nice. We only get it every once in a while, so you've got to get out there. So shockingly, over the last couple of weeks, um, our weather has fallen on a weekend and not just like the typical midweek Wednesday when you can't do anything. So we had the long weekend, every single day was nice. So this past long weekend, I had a crew I was rolling with and every day we set out to just seize the day. So we started out with Friday night and we went to a patio to get the last little rays of sunshine after our work days and then Saturday. We went to the beach, we went to Crystal Crescent. Side note, 10 out of 10 would not recommend going to a public beach on the Saturday of a long weekend. So after spending about an hour in gridlock in our car trying to get into the beach, we finally had the later part of the afternoon to enjoy the sun, and we soaked up some sun. So then Sunday came, and we weren't quite done yet. So Sunday, we were like, not going to a public beach. <laughs> so we went, we went sailing on Sunday, and we were on the open water, open skies. It was beautiful. And then finally, Sunday came around. And towards the end of that day, one of my friends, you see her pulling her coat up over her head. She was kind of done with the sun. At that point, she was like, I need a little bit of shelter from this sun. But then we had Monday off, too, and it was sunny again. So on Monday, we decided to go to the beach again, but everyone else started to catch on. So we had long sleeves, we had hats, we actually lathered the sunscreen on that day because you didn't want to get too much sun. We needed a bit of shelter from that sun. But Tuesday came along, and because I am part of the generation of never leave well enough alone and you always need a little bit more... (laughs) After work, I set out, I went for a walk. I was like, I just need to like, I wasn't quite satisfied with my base tan, so I went out on Tuesday nights for a walk after work. And about 20 minutes into my walk, as if my um, body has like a threshold for sun exposure, about 20 minutes in, my body was just like, nope, we're done, we're done, You get out of the sun. And I became really uncomfortable, super hot, and I just needed to find shade. So the way home became a game of finding all the shade, finding trees to hide under and crossing streets just to find a shaded spot um, so I wouldn't melt away. <laughs> and then as I was doing that on my walk home came the reminder of the verse I had heard time and time again, he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty. So as, as I was finding rest in the shadow of the trees, I was reminded of that verse, finding shelter in the shadows. So I want to talk this morning about finding shelter in rest and rest. And there are plenty of things that we all experience in our lives that we, at some point or another, need a break from. So if you just look at the news, you'll see tons of different things going on in the world, the turmoil the world is in, sometimes you need a break from that. Or you look at social media accounts and you see all kinds of hostility and comparisons and then these fabulous life of friends and foes, sometimes you need a break from that and show up to work every day and you have a list of tasks that seems uncompletable. Sometimes you need a break from that or you wake up in the morning every morning to the cry of mom at 5am way too soon or you go to bed at night and you're thinking about your mom who is older and she's living alone and wondering if she's okay. There's always something whether it be physically or mentally you need a break from, a rest from so we all get to that point where we need it but i want to present us with a way this morning that we can find rest so it's not necessarily like plunking yourself on a beach somewhere at an all inclusive resort and finding a week of rest but an ongoing state or an ongoing state of rest so these pressures you know this life stuff it can feel just like i was feeling on tuesday that stifling hot afternoon in the sun and they can be relentless Uh, This psalm reminds us, especially in the hard stuff, that we never walk alone. You know, God whispers truth to us, and he's confident, and he's steadfast, and he calls us to walk in my shadow, to come close to me, to journey by my side. So when you're resting in his shadow, we'll never experience the fullness of the heat of this life. And he says, Walk in my shadow. You know, he doesn't say, Come, stay a while, then go back and do your own thing. But he says, Come, continually walk in my shadow. He actually uses the word dwell. And the dwell, by definition, means to take up permanent residence. His word says, It is when we dwell in his presence that we find rest. In his shadow, he shelters us from pain, and in his shadow comes that rest, that peace, that calm. All those things rise up when we are sheltered in his shadow. So what does that look like? Okay, we get that now. Shelter in the shadow. That's great. But how do we take up permanent residence in his shadow? So today I have three little points, um, like a tidy little sermon of how (laughs) you can take up rest. And the first one is acknowledge him. In acknowledging him, we find rest. In declaring his glory and his goodness, we find rest. God's names and his titles, a lot of which are outlined in Psalm 91, it reveals a lot about God's character. There's different versions of, of Psalm 91, of course, but in some of them it says most high, which means supreme authority above all other. And then it says almighty which is the most powerful, and some versions use Yahweh, which is, you know, he's outside this physical realm. He's not realm. He's not bound by time or space or matter. And this is important because it helps us understand how we come to God and find rest because we find rest only when we acknowledge who God is. You know, the names we have here for God acknowledge his bigness and his greatness and his how high his purposes are, and that they're above all of ours. And when we acknowledge who God is, it shifts our perspective. And we serve a God who invites us, he invites you, and he invites me to draw near to him so that we can experience rest in the midst of life being hard or overwhelming or you're experiencing turmoil, and it's exhausting. It's, it's a promise that we see here, but it's also a promise that we see Jesus proclaim in the New Testament. In Matthew eleven twenty eight to 29, when he says, Come away with me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light." So, the first way to get away in God's presence and find rest is to acknowledge Him. The second way is to get away with Him. Jesus says, Come away with me. And in this passage, in this particular passage in Matthew that we just read, Jesus is asking the people, Are you tired? Are you worn out? And just for a little bit of context, Jesus would have been talking in this time to ancient Jews. And their answer to that question, are you tired and are you worn out, would have been a resounding, yes, yes we are. And I know a lot of us today feel, yes, you wouldn't even have to think about it, I'm exhausted. These people in this time had been working tirelessly to try to fulfill a law, or the law. And in this time, there was hundreds and hundreds of laws that the Jewish people were required to follow. On top of those hundreds of laws, the religious professionals of the time, so the Pharisees and the Saddu- Sadducees, added a little extra flair to each of those laws, making them a little bit harder to follow. The crazy part is not even that these religious professionals were able to keep up all of these laws. They were so crazy and just so numerous, you couldn't keep up. So now, you know, we have laws in our society that I think most of us would probably agree they're kind of easy to follow (laughs) and you know sometimes we test our limits with the laws like when you're driving past a cop how fast can I be going before they'll actually pull me over around the the speed limit and I remember growing up and you had rules in your classroom laws and and when I'd go to like vacation bible school or any camp they'd have those rules and they try to make them fun and easy to follow And I can still remember chanting them back to my leaders. So like the common ones were, stay in the zone. So don't go out of the little box. Um, Keep your hands and your feet to yourself. And then the common one, the best one, was you must have fun. And you had to yell that back to them. So we all know how to follow rules. Those ones are easy to follow. But when there's more than 500 of them, that is a tall order. So these people in this time were considered to be not right with God. Um, They were disconnected trying to earn that connection back through obeying these laws, but these people were unsettled in their soul. They couldn't get it right and they were disconnected with God. So what happens when you're disconnected with God is that your your soul becomes anxious and you're trying to um, keep up an unsustainable pace. And it's God who sets the pace of our souls so it is sustainable, but, and God brings peace to a soul, so when these people were disconnected from God, they didn't have that. So he says to them, Are you tired? Come to me. Come towards me. Get away with me. Come rest in my shadow. Come walk with me. Watch me do it. And don't leave. Don't come for a while, get a tutorial, and go do your own thing. No, watch how I do it and continue on doing in my shadow. And then the second part of this, um, what Jesus says, he says, my yoke is easy. And religious leaders of this time would often use yoke as a reference in their teaching as well, the yoke of the law. And it had been thousands of years that the Jewish people were under this law, and and it really crippled them. Then Jesus comes and declares, I too have a yoke, but it's completely different. It's fundamentally different than the yoke that you're used to hearing about. It's easy. It's light. It's, it's not burden, burdensome. It is helpful, not hurting. It's consistent, and it's attainable, and it's lighter than the one that the world expects us to uphold. In the literal sense, for anyone who doesn't know, a yoke uh, is a bar or frame that is attached to the heads of two animals uh, or the necks of two animals so that they can pull a heavy load. So it's a, very pe- it's a very heavy piece of equipment, which in itself is burdensome, but it was designed to limit the animal's movement so that they would you know, be walking in the same direction and dispersing the load evenly. So what would often happen in this time um, is a farmer would yoke a huge, strong, beautiful beast up to a younger, weaker, inexperienced animal. So if you used a yoke, basically the work of two could be done or the work of, yes, the work of two could be done, no, wait, the work, <laughs> one second, let me just read what I actually said, <laughs> the work of two could be done by one, <laughs> uh, a two-for-one deal, so it cutting down on the expense, you put invest in a really experienced animal, and then yoke it up with a not-so-experienced animal. The younger, you know, typically would want to take off running and then eventually burn out or he would start out and just be very clearly weak and inexperienced and unable to carry the load. But when yoked with the older animal, the older animal would set the pace and the younger would yield to the experienced. And in that they'd find an effective pace. So the younger ox would would get in step with the older the rhythm maker, if you will, and find effectiveness in the field. And so Jesus, the rhythm maker, calls us to come and yoke up with him, and he'll set the pace, and he'll lighten the load. So in ancient times, what Jesus was saying, he was saying, forget these crazy laws that are impossible for you to uphold, and do these two things, love God and love people the burden they bore was no longer to maintain hundreds and hundreds of unattainable unattainable rules, but to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul and love your neighbor. And he says, do all these things and you'll fulfill everything else. And continually walk with me, come with me, follow me, and you will find rest from all of this and everything. So we all walk with heavy loads ourselves, maybe not trying to uphold laws but expectations of others, um, trying to meet the expectations of the world, ourselves, our bosses, our surroundings, whatever it may be. And because we don't trust any place to put these burdens down, we continue to carry them and become weak. When Christ says, come to me, when he says that, he's saying, believe in me, trust in me, and I will give you rest. Rest that is its confidence, it is peace, rest that is strength, uh, security, rest that is a shield. When we turn to him, Christ gives peace to our heart and the Holy Spirit becomes our assurance, not the rest of the world, not what other people are telling us or calling us or expecting of us, not the feedback of others, but Christ becomes our assurance. You see in the Bible when the subject matter is rest, it's always a motion towards. its The command has always come. It's not like go find it there. Go on vacation and find it. It's a motion towards the Lord, towards Jesus. You know, a day off or a vacation, a couple of weeks off is not going to restore your soul the way that Christ can restore your soul. And some of us right now are burdened. We are burned out on whether it be religion or on responsibility. The weight of the world is coming down on each of us. And there's so much to do and not enough energy and resources to do it. So today, I just want us to recenter ourselves in the rhythm of Christ, to get away with Him. I want to read that passage from Matthew 11 again from the message version, just because I think it's beautifully put. It says, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. We need to learn the unforced rhythms of grace. So how do we get away in the presence of the Lord and find rest? One, we acknowledge him. Two, we get away with him. And three, we sit down. The key to all of this is not to see rest as something we do when we're overwhelmed or tired or worn out or done a specific task. It's amazing what we can accomplish in life when we do everything while resting in God. Resting while we're doing everything we're doing, it doesn't mean you're not accomplishing anything. It means you're not allowing yourself to be swept away in the burden or the care of it. It means you're doing what you can do, by grace with God's help and letting God do only what he can do. So how many of you remember when you were younger and or you have kids now and they just get a little bit wild and crazy and it's a rainy day and you're stuck inside and they're just hyped up on sugar or whatever it may be and then you just need them to take a break. So what would what would you say to them? My my mom would always be like sit down or more like sit down (laughs) or I know people like they say to the kids you need to calm down or my favorite a friend of mine says you need to settle your body (laughs) and you know when our parents know we need rest they encourage us to sit down after Jesus by grace cleansed us after he had done everything that he could do he sat down at the right hand of our mighty God Hebrews 1, 3 says, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So Jesus, as our example, did everything he can do, and then he sat down and waited for God to do all that he could do. I heard a sermon many years ago and talked about this idea of sitting. And the preacher, you know, gave an example of a baby, how the babies have plenty of milestones um, in their lives. You know, they start out maybe small. They coo and they caw, and then they smile and laugh and wiggle. And then the big moments happen, and then they begin to sit. And then from sitting comes standing, and then standing comes walking. But with walking, at first, comes a lot of falling, So when a baby is up and moving and walking and then they fall, what do they do? After a bit of crying, they go back to sitting. And then they stand. And then they walk again. In this life, we're going to make mistakes. And we're going to bite off more than we can chew. We're going to get overwhelmed while we're walking. Um, We're going to get overwhelmed by the expectations put on us around ourselves. But when we do... We just need to go back to sitting, go back to being seated in Christ, enter his rest, allow it to build you up for the walk ahead. I'm going to ask the team to come back now and we'll enter another time of worship, but just want to leave you with um, the fact that, you know, God relieves all of us who put their trust in him. Uh, he relieves us from all kinds of different burdens. Only when Christ is seated in the highest place of honor in our hearts does the Lord give continual rest to a person's soul. Isaiah 23, th- or 26, 3 says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Perfect peace, rest. When Jesus accomplished the forgiveness of our sins, he sat down. He sat down at the right hand of the Father. It was finished, there was grace, and now we can sit in that. Ephesians 2.6 says, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms of Christ Jesus. You know, we need to learn to live our lives in the same way we started with Christ, seated firmly in position with him. Now anyone in this room who um, are believers can say at some point in your life, you, you know, you woke up and you, you gave up. You were like, okay, I can't do it. In steps God. God, walk with me. Help me. I'm lost. And the Lord wants us to wake up every morning rested in that. He's got it. We don't have to. It's not we can rest once all the things are finished. It's that we can rest because it is already finished. Resting in the forgiveness and grace and shelter of the Lord because by grace we are saved, having nothing to earn. We do the best we can do and then rely on God for the rest. So we're going to enter back into worship. And just before we do, I'm going to read Psalm 91 again and just encourage us all to take these next few moments to you know, acknowledge God as we've said, thank him for who he is, um, a lot of which is highlighted in this psalm. That's why we're going to read it again. You know, thank him for what he's done and find rest from the chaos in life in him. Get away with him. And it's, maybe it starts today, but it doesn't finish today. It's continual. And if you don't know him today, then take this time to open your heart to hear from him and maybe think about what it would look like if you got your rest in him and not whatever else it is that you're doing So I'll get you to stand again with me just before we enter into worship as I read Psalm 91. He who dwells in the safe place of the Most High will be in the shadow of the all-powerful. I will say to the Lord, you are my safe and strong place, my God in whom I trust. For it is he who takes you away from the trap and from the killing of sickness. He will cover you with his wings and under his wings you will be safe. He is faithful like a safe covering and strong wall. You will not be afraid of trouble in the night or the arrow that flies by day. You will not be afraid of the sickness that walks in darkness or the trouble that destroys at noon. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look on with your eyes and see how the sinful are punished because you have made the Lord your safe place in the most high place where you live. Nothing will hurt you, no trouble will come to your tent. For he will tell his angels to care for you and keep you in all of your ways. They will hold you up in their hands so your foot will not hit against a stone. You will walk upon the lion and the snake. You will crush under your feet the young lion and the snake because he has loved me. I will bring him out of trouble. I will set him in a safe place on high because he has known my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will take him out of trouble and honor him. I will please him with a long life and I will show him my saving power. So God, we thank you today. We thank you that you are our God who loves us. You are almighty, you are powerful, you are Yahweh. You understand so much more than we ever will, God. So we ask you to come meet us today, God. We're asking for your presence, God, and find rest in you this morning, Lord. Amen.